on maynard.com.au. AU! Look at the clock, it's 2019. Time for Bunga Bunga! That's the voice of Tim Ferguson. And that's the voice of Maynard. If old things should be something or another And do you ever sing that song at New Year's Eve? Many times and nobody really quite knows the words It's almost like the Australian National Anthem with a better tune You think that's tough? You should try the Cuban version Oh yeah, and old acquaintances We don't like to talk about those people it's going to be a big year for Bunga Bunga here. Bunga Bunga 51. If you haven't heard the Christmas show, which has got everything in it, Tim telling you big predictions for this year. But on this show, we'll have some crank mail. Crank mail. Weird questions. Listen, Manfred, can you leave me alone? I still don't like the haircut. You know what I mean? Really. Tim's historical hypothetical. We didn't realise it was a choice between Bunga Bunga and Nazis. <laughs> we choose Bunga Bunga. <laughs> we'll have this. This is the defendant, Ed Nast. He admits that Jake the Radio Dog, his English Springer Spaniel, ran out of his apartment just as he was putting his leash on and killed the plaintiff's unattended chicken, and he is willing to replace the bird, but not at that ridiculous price. And, look, we got complaints about this. Do you think we should play it any more of it? I've read so many articles about the way to a man's heart being through his tummy that I decided to take a few cooking lessons. No, but play it one more time. Oh, you should see my lovely cupcakes. They are much too nice to go to waste. That's enough. We don't want to push the envelope too far. In fact, I think we tore the envelope. In that case, there's only one way to mend it. Oh, you should see my lovely cupcakes. One more time. He likes to nibble on my cupcakes. Man, this guy has always eaten. Just makes you want to take up cooking, doesn't it? I can smell the onions now. Baking, baking, always baking. Actually, it's not onions. Uh... Fantastic. Moving on, it's time for Bunga Bunga News. Tim, you've got a lot of news. You've got so much news. Have we got time in the show for you to do all your news? I do have a lot of news. I am touring the world. Sydney, on the 23rd and 24th, doing a practice run of my show at the Harold Park Hotel. Tickets are very cheap. Then going to Perth, look it up, Google it, Adelaide, look it up. It's on the map there somewhere. Then going to Brisbane, and get a, end up in San Francisco and maybe go up to LA if I want to get shot at. If your city isn't on the map of things he's doing yet, it might be eventually. You'll just have to wait. We'll take it to Edinburgh and London as well. They won't have anything quite like this. Tim's kind of the opposite of a drug dealer. He likes people to know what's going on and when it's going on. It's the opposite of drug dealing. He wants everyone to know when he's in town with good notice so they can all be there. He wants the police at the airport. I do. You've got to want to turn up. I've never done shows where people say, well, that was a nice, quiet, easygoing, self-sourcing pudding of a show. My shows are difficult to watch. It's not that they're irritating. It's just that they do not conform with the core beliefs of most of my audience. But I do make them laugh. The reason why I make it difficult for them is because, fuck them. That's always been the major tenet of your performing career as regards your relationship with the audience. Fuck them. A lot of people say, you know, what's your comedy about? Fuck you. My favourite is, so where do you get your ideas? We've got something to tell you, so please don't give it a miss. We're going to tell you what's on our mind. What we really want to say is this. From dickheads like you. I always say Richard Wilkins. 
Well, Richard Wilkins has all the best ideas. Richard Wilkins, you've been in television shortly after the invention of dirt. (laughs) It probably seems that way to you, Bader. Bunga Bunga! Thank you to everybody that took part in the Bunga Bunga 2018 Christmas show of Christopher Laird from the Vinyl Dungeon, music that you just don't hear anywhere else, Vinyl Dungeon at Radio Nowhere UK, Georgia Rab. I can go days without food. Carl from Who Are These Podcasts? Who called us jerks for Christmas? I'm putting way too much effort into this. Merry Christmas, jerks. Thanks very much, Carl. Of course, based in somewhere in America. That guitar playing was great from his band, The Isotopes, wasn't it? I know what they're talking about. WATP. It's a bit confusing because they talk about American announcers that are doing podcasts that we've never heard of, but that's only fair because he's never heard of us and he reviewed our show. In a narrative, you would call it an iceberg. Where the characters seem to know what's going on, but it's none of the audience's business because, did I mention, fuck them. And boys and girls, that's exactly what they did. Who are these podcasts? Check it out. There are some brilliant ones. There is an Australian vegan show that gets fed eggs. Very funny. If you want to know where Tim's going to be at any time, go to cheekymonkeycomedy.com. <laughs> There's no point in saying on Facebook, when are you coming to Menangatang? Because I don't know, Menangatang will be provided. Are you going to Northcote? A lot of people in Northcote have got a few things to say to you. Uh-oh, what's going to happen now? I've got a lot of things to say to the people of Northcote too. Northcote is the suburb that invented the deconstructed coffee, you know, where you get a glass of coffee then you also have hot water and you also have your milk and they're separated in three different things and you mix them together well shame on you northcote because all you've done is turn one cup into three cups that now need to be cleaned in the dishwasher which is bad for the environment apparently which you all go on about but don't know about congratulations to uh, upper house mp fiona Patton, who got in again despite being on my podcast fiona Patton. If you don't know her name, she used to run the sex party, but she changed that to... The Reason Party. The Reason Party. And I hope the sex is still reasonable because you want it to be so. She pipped the uh, Victorian socialists by a little bit too. She beat them to get the seat there. So I imagine they're not very happy with her. But then again, you're not very happy with the Victorian socialists. Usually are you, Tim? Because Victorian and socialist are two words that really don't go together. Queen Victoria, one of the most conservative of the royals put that next together with socialists they still believe that one of these days the revolution will happen if people just stop looking at their telephones i always vote for the socialist alliance because i just like to see their votes go up a little bit oh when you vote for them their vote doubles i think it's a real noticeable lift brother maynard of course if you're looking for any maynard gigs coming up in february at red bar i'll be doing a retro night there i haven't figured out whether the retro is going to be 40s With a bit of 90s, I think I might play Yaz. And that's going to be going on one Saturday night in February. Keep an eye on maynard.com.au. Maynard.com.au. Thinking of calling it Maynard's Love Shack. Oh, that's good. I got shivers. I'll be inviting you along, but of course you'll probably be on tour somewhere.
I probably will, but I will stop my tour and I will hitchhike <laughs> to go to that gig. It's going to be a huge one. If you've never been to a Maynard DJ'd party, you've really got to check it out. There's a reason why people say it's got to be Maynard, can't be anybody else. I'm going to get DJ Jeff the shopkeeper to support me as well. He's going to lock up the 7-Eleven for the night and come in and do an hour and a half of DJing. So he's an actual shopkeeper. Oh, yeah. He's not just a union official. Go, Jeff. Do you get... Do you get the crank mail? No. Let's open the crank mail. Crank mail, crank mail. There's some urinating going on there. It actually is. And who is it? What have you achieved? Who is it? What are you going to do now? The Prime Minister, born to briefly rule Prime Minister Scott Morrison, having a bit of a twinkle under the speaker's box as he's giving a speech about something or other. These are the questions... Australians are answering, asking, and want answered tonight, Mr Speaker. He's certainly an inspiring figure, isn't he? Well, he can't do two things at once, and that's the main thing. That's the point I'm trying to make, and the point he tries to make is, look, I can, praise God, run a country and also do this. So let me get to it. Can you imagine the backroom stuff that's going on with the Liberal Party numbers, guys? They have got access to polling that we never see that probably isn't looking positive at this point. Do you think they'll all be pulling the corporate line and going, oh, no, we can get past this, or do you think they'll all just be quietly pooping themselves? I imagine there'd be a little bit of both. They would put on the happy face, but at the end of the day, the numbers aren't good. Now, of course, they will rebound. I predict that Scott Morrison will win the next election. Everybody says I'm crazy, but they said that about Trump. The fact is, Scott and his friend Peter I know Dutton, I see Dutton, are very good at scaring people. And Australians, for all their toughness, for all their larrikin natures, are easily shit scared. I'm frightened of cheese. Cheese is very scary. That stuff will kill you. So I think they will win the election. I'm happy to vote for a man who can give a speech about God and do this at the same time. The government living within its means. Crank mail. Eva James, she writes, Tim, if you could show every human being one picture, what would it be and why? I'd show a a blank picture just to see the look on their face. After all the build-up, a blank picture Mm. is going to freak him out. I would show them a painting in the National Gallery called Bob. It's about 15 foot tall and it's spray painted, but looks like a photograph. When it first came out, revolutionary, because this guy had gone with a little spray painter and done what looks like a gigantic photo. And I'd show people that just to say, eventually, even the most extraordinary arts are superseded by technology. Photorealism. Exactly, but it's all done by hand. These days, you just get a machine. Or a couple of people in China. A couple of people in China. I would make it three people so there's one to sit there and take the photograph of that event that they can turn into an artwork. By the way, this is all through the Bunga Bunga Facebook page. Join up and become a member. Frank Mail. Mark Dawson has asked a question that has been asked a few times here. I'm not going to ask because I've answered this question. Go back to earlier episodes of Bunga Bunga and there's 50 of them to listen to. Mark Dawson writes, what is your all-time favourite song I don't want to be the one by Midnight Oil. Why? Because it's I'm an innocent victim caught in a trap of 1980s sort of university politics and it's got a lot of power and it's got that quirky Jim Magini melody. Let's just hear five seconds of Don't Want to Be the One. You'll get the idea. I can't believe the perfect family's on my color TV. If I don't make it to the top, it'll never bother me. And I don't want to be the one. And I don't want to be the one. 
good. That song is a song. Tim, you know I don't normally do puns, but today on my Facebook page, I put up this joke I've written. When it comes to motherhood statements and Barnum lyrics, it's pretty hard to beat You're the Voice. The song doesn't give any advice on how to change the dominant paradigm, and that could result in a little aggro and describe the photo I've put up with it. Oh, my God. That is John Farnham standing right next to Maynard with aggro, the puppet. It's all there, puns galore. After I wrote Dominant Paradigm, I wrote, aren't you glad I didn't say status quo? And what's the photo? Oh, my God. It's Maynard (laughs) and status quo. It just wrote itself, Tim. Do you think puns are the lowest form of humour, Tim? No, not at all. It's like saying there are words that are better than other words. A pun is really as rude, exciting, topical, political or bland as you want it to be. The example I use in my classes when I'm explaining how to write sitcom and funny films, there's always a comedian, a new comedian, who'll say, I don't use puns, I don't do like gags, I just don't do that stuff because it's really old-fashioned. Well, good on you, son, but subject matter governs whether something's old-fashioned or not. So there's one you can tell your nana, like, I wondered why the baseball was getting bigger, then it hit me. Two meanings of the word hit, and it's kind of funny. You tell you, Nana, everybody's happy. Did you like that, Maynard? I thought it was pretty good. My favourite punster in the Australian scene is Simon Taylor from Melbourne. He does some really great wordplay in his acts. Simon Taylor's fantastic. However, if you are that young comedian standing backstage bitching about all the other comedians and refusing to do puns, maybe you want to do material like this one, which is from a Scottish comedian, Susan Murray, brilliant woman, My parents are from Glasgow, so they were incredibly hard. I was never smacked as a child. Well, maybe one or two grams to get me to sleep at night. So if you think that puns are too small for you, too old-fashioned for you, find another way to make a joke about giving heroin to babies to make them sleep at night, you gormless pillock. And from the Twitter Dad Trek, it's a cartoon there. You see Kirk sitting and he's singing, Spock, Spock, Spock. And Spock, yes, Captain. What does a Romulan frog use for camouflage? And he goes, I I don't believe they they use. And then Kirk interrupts him. A croaking device. Boom! A croaking device. Awesome. Dad Trek has a big future. We want to see more of that stuff. (laughs) Crank mail. Adam Kenter writes something fairly serious. A few years ago, Tim Ferguson said, and that's you, got you here right in front of me, the problem was not political correctness, it was political correcting. Do you want to explain what you meant by political correcting being the problem, not political correctness? And that's a very good question, Adam. Political correctness in itself is okay. It's like democratic socialism. In itself, it's fine. It's when you're confronted with people who feel they need to police political correctness that it becomes very stupid. It makes sense to be politically correct, not to be sexist, not to be racist, not to pick on people less fortunate than yourselves as a general rule of thumb of life. But it's when people start to police particularly comedy with those things in mind, when they aren't part of the target in the first place, that it becomes very interesting. Most of the time, someone's complaining about a joke, 
they're not the target of it. Their nana is. And everybody uses Twitter for this. Twitter is really a whinger. It's just people whinging about tiny little things that they don't really care all that much about. If they really cared, they would do 150 characters. Crank mail. Tony Pushmark O'Brien writes, did you enjoy his poetry that he read with the Hong Kong Garden at the end of our Christmas special? It was moving, it was brave, and it was very Christmassy. And remember his advice on nude bathing in Sydney, don't go to the nude beach near the poo pipe. Right. Yeah. Good advice. <laughs> that, that is true because you're going to have to go back in the water. He wants to know, how much warning do modern people need? They need only 30 seconds. When the siren goes... That's it. You know you've got to run 30 seconds, and if they're not listening, bugger them. Oliver Udall writes, as well as saying that he's looking forward to seeing your show in Perth, and he wanted a few interview uh, tips from us too. He's done an interview with Mike Howe of Metal Church. I read the interview. I thought maybe at the beginning of the interview where you're just saying hello to him and how much you like them, you could probably have cut that out and just got straight into the first question. You seem to know your stuff and you seem to show your enthusiasm for the subject. That's really often all you need from an interview, isn't it, Tim? Most of the time. I mean, it's always funny when a band member is asked, so basically describe what kind of music are you all playing right now and just sit back because you got five minutes while they tried it to us a little bit jazz but also drawing from this and drawing from that no we don't want to be too rock and roll but it is rock and roll you have to understand one thing the audience works this out fairly quickly is that nothing any musician ever says is any fucking interest but apart from that Go for it. And also, most people have a bit of a sense of humour about themselves. Even Ed Cooper. Pretty much everybody I've spoken to, one or two exceptions, Andrew Ridgely from Wham, he did not have much of a sense of humour about himself, although his jacket was stolen by a dental hygienist on his night in Sydney, I think. We'll see if Snopes can get onto that. But he didn't have a great sense of humour about himself. Give it a go, and particularly metal guys. Metal guys have got a great sense of humour. Never ask a metal guy anything because they're deaf. And again, what they're going to say is just not interesting. The music should speak for itself. But go for it, Oliver. Why not? I reckon you're on the right track, Crank Mill. Sky Boots writes, up north there in Queensland, there's a May 4th ball called Black and White. And she wants to know, could it be Star Wars related if the ball is on on May the 4th? May the 4th, which was actually a term first coined by Margaret Thatcher's publicity people. They were having a campaign launch and it was going to be on May the 4th and it was one of them that said, may the 4th be with you. So it's got a dark past. Mm. So that would be the black and the black and white. Grant McCarran wants to know, one thing Tim would change in the world to make 2019 better than 2018? Well, I think we need to bring back the Scott Morrison government because he's been great for comedy and he's continuing to give. Also, I think Australians wearing Speedos in beachside towns as they go to fish and chip shops should be banned. What if they're hot looking? There is no excuse. A mate never lets another mate wear Speedos in public at a fish and chip shop. Era Allendale writes, Is Tim ready to accept responsibility for inspiring Angela Merkel's walk-in wardrobe? What's it about? 
Angela, of course, now is <laughs> moving on, and you're quite right to put your finger on the button of the real problem it has been all along, Ella. She just hasn't made the right mumsy wardrobe choices. I faxed her a few things from innovations.com that I get for my mum. Mm. Hopefully, we'll just give her a bit more colour, a bit more zing. Bubbling over with... <laughs> And Daryl Adams on Twitter has been on to us too. He asked the question, are you guys going to continue doing the shows you've been doing or are you actually going to improve? <laughs> we'll do the first, but not the second. I said, this is going to be a bastard of a year. This is not going to be a good year at all. Tim's much more upbeat about the whole thing. We've never had an arc, Daryl, okay? Never this had is a- Deep Space Nine. If you listen to episode one and you <laughs> listen to this episode, there is no noticeable difference. We do have someone else singing the Australian jingle. We have Jen from the Who Are These Podcasts jingle department singing it. Listen to this. Jen from the jingle department. Who Are These Podcasts? Go. That's one new thing, Tim. That's very new, Daryl. Thanks very much for your hurtful comment. We've got something to tell you. And that wraps it up for Crank Mail. We'd like to quickly thank our Patreons. If you'd like to be a Patreon of this show and get to hear your very own show once a month, Patreon Pandering, go to patreon.com slash Maynard and join up. Even a dollar a month, we'd really appreciate it because you get your own show. Boy, we suck up to them, don't we, Tim? Oh, we sure do. And if you are a Patreon, you're already looking good. And whatever hair choice you've made today, don't believe your doubts. It's working. Patreon.com slash Maynard. I've got a new segment here. I was writing it out and I did a typo. I did mean to write Ask Maynard, but I wrote Ask Maynard. So it's time for Ask Maynard. Can you guess where this comes from? That will do, Maynard. Tim, I get a lot of stuff through my website. It's very specific questions about music sometimes. I send a lot of those questions. I've got three of these just over the holiday period. Frankly, um, they're a little bit puzzling, but only briefly. See if, if you at home can answer the questions as I read these emails. The first one, James Beggs. Dear Maynard, there's this song from the mid-90s that you used to play on Triple J. It had a cool beat and the lyric went something like, Porky Beans. I thought it was Fat Boy Slim, but that's wrong. Do you know what it is, Tim? I don't know what that could be. Porky Beans. Porky Beans. And was it an Australian song? This one, I think, was by an Australian band. An Australian band, rock band? What I think it is, and I haven't heard back from James, but I think the song he's thinking about is from a Tism album, and it's got a sample from Blazing Saddles. Pass the cannons of beans to me. Now, I think this is a song he's talking about. It certainly fits the description. 90s, funky track. It's the Tism track you're looking for, James. Ow! Millie Court Dilly Bold Millie Vanilli is the name of the track. Great track. Tism, this is very serious, Mum. Okay, you come up with something better, fuckface. 
mate. If you've never heard This Is Serious, Mum, that explains why you are still driving that clapped-out Mazda. From the 1992 EP Beasts of Suburban, top band. You're Basically pretty stupid. Other song I got asked about by Chris Cox. Ages ago, probably 15 or more years ago, you played a song on Triple J off an album, and I can't remember what it was called, Crazy Songs for the Prom Queen, or maybe it was something about a prom queen. Maybe she dies in the song. I'm sure you'll remember playing it on Triple J. What was it? You might know this one, Tim. I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Have you got another clue, Maynard? The album is Goddess in Progress. Julie Brown. It was homecoming night at my high school. Julie Brown. Everyone was there. It was totally cool. I was real excited. I almost wet my jeans. Because my best friend Debbie was homecoming queen. Everybody run. The homecoming queen's got a gun. Probably funniest film clips ever and such a dark comedy song. Debbie's smiling and waving her gun. Picking up cheerleaders one by one. Oh, Buffy's popcorn just flew to bits. Oh, no, Mitzi's head just did the splits. God, my best friend's on a shooting spree. Stop it, Debbie, you're embarrassing me. How could you do what you just did? Are you having a really bad period? Speaking of film clips and TISM, Google T-I-S-M, you're a wanker. It's (laughs) such a great clip where you have aerobic session that goes terribly, terribly wrong thanks to the guys from This Is Serious Mum. Damien Cowell, of course, was in TISM doing You're a Wanker and Kylie Minogue's Can't Get You Out of My Head, a mashup of that live. Very funny live, very talented, great musician. You've got to check out Damien Cowell. I think I saw Tony singing along with him. Tony Martin. That's right, Tony Martin's on stage. There, so you've got two members of Australian performance royalty working together. Mike Courtney writes, I'm a long-time follower and I attended Mad Club in the 90s. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I hope you're coming along to the Maynard's Love Shack in February. One burning social issue I have never resolved. I'm glad that he puts this at a fairly high, important level, Tim. Burning social. What's that in your pocket, Maynard? Is that a burning social issue? What was the name of the theme song on Triple J you used to play with the school bells ringing and the sound of a playground? Oh, oh, yeah, um... You'll have to tell me. It's the theme to the 70s TV show in black and white from the UK. Please, sir, I used to use it for Maynard's Mastermind Quiz. Let's have a listen. Oh, 
Very jaunty. Good to hear the harmonica being used. We used to use that a lot in Don't Forget Your Toothbrush. Everybody loves that tune. It says, hey, old school comedy coming your way. Oh, yeah. Paul Livingston is working on an old school movie idea, a carry-on movie called Carry On Luggage. It is just a short play. Sorry, sir, that won't fit in the overhead locker. He throws these ideas behind him like confetti. They're always good. He's got a couple of other ideas. I have told him, you've got to write this. It's going to change the way stories are told forever. But it's hard to convince Paul Livingston, who invented the character Flacco, to do things that just make sense. Rapunzel! Rapunzel! Get a hold of a copy of his book, Release the Imbecile Within. It's very funny. And Burnt Offerings by Paul Livingston, also tremendous. So if you've got a musical question about a song you might not remember that maybe I can help you with, go to maynard.com.au and send it in through there for Ask Maynard. Can you guess where this comes from? That will do, Maynard. It's time to put Tim in a place in history and ask him, how would you have gone, smartass? It's time for Tim's historical hypothetical. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I, I, I have no answers. The place, Canberra. I know Canberra. The time, 1999. Are you going where I think you're going? Yes, you are, John Howard. You've been Prime Minister for three years. What have you got planned for Australia to take it into the year 2000 and beyond, John Howard? And I'm John Howard. You are John Howard. You've been in power three years, man. I've got to get us into 2000. Yeah. Well, then I do what John Howard did, which is take Australia way back to 1952 and work my way forward. Back to a time when people wouldn't kiss, they would neck, whatever that is where they would go to a place called Blueberry Hill and take each other's cherries, which is ridiculous because you've gone to the blueberries. Back to the 50s, we'd be where we are, which is Australia is still just lurching out of the 70s. It's post-Goth era. Eventually we will hit the 21st century shortly after it finishes. What do you think is the major legacy from the Howard years and the Howard government? The way they used the money from the mining boom or was there something deeper, brighter or darker? He brought back green and gold tracksuits. Politically, there's a whole bunch of stuff that Howard did that we're still trying to shake off. One great thing that everybody agrees is that he got rid of all the guns. It seems to be working. Outlawing guns means that they're just in the hands of the outlaws and they deserve to have them. Queensland's thinking of making silences okay. But Queensland's big. You can make lots of noise up there without disturbing anybody. Or maybe they should shut up, which is mainly what the silences are about. Tim Ferguson's historical hypothetical. If he had been John Howard, Australia would be a different place. Green and gold tracksuits for university students that'd shut him up it's the main event people it's the one you've all been waiting for it's the first one for 2019 it will give you old anxiety till you can zine no more <laughs> maybe it's a german song tim ferguson's right of reply where tim ferguson really tells you what's on his mind in fact it's tim ferguson's right of reply to a question nobody asked don't expect too much 
I can hear some buzzing noise, Tim. What is that? I've got oh, a yes. bee in my bonnet. Amanda Stoker, I think, is her name. Oh, get out. Come on. It is a real that, name. That's a Simpsons joke. Like, like you'd ring up Moe's Bar and go, Amanda Stoker. You know, we have to stop this woman from feeling comfortable. Senator Amanda Stoker, a government senator, has said gender identity and sexuality are both personal choices. As if you can wake up in the morning and say, you know, I want to be gay. I feel the need to be gay. I will go and do that thing because I've got a spare weekend. This sort of thinking is supposed to be completely eradicated. And certainly Amanda Stoker and the Liberal National Party should probably be sent to gender reassignment camp. The camps, we're not allowed to be camp. And see if they can reprogram the idiocy. It's like saying you only like dogs because you choose to, whereas everybody really likes cats. You're a cat person or a dog person. If you're both, shut up. Nobody likes you. You've got to pick a team. I have a cat called Kitler. We have a a sort of an off-on relationship. Mainly off. Mainly off because he's a cat. If you're gay, you're gay. You're born gay. It's who you are is what you are. And no amount of choosing or preferring that the senator recommends is going to help or change a damn thing. And if you feel that you are female or male or somewhere in between, again, the Liberal Party telling you to straighten up and fly right is not going to change it. These people should just get the hell over to topics where they're useful, like they took the tax off tampons. Tampons should be totally free, so they're not thinking entirely through it. So should public transport be totally free. But in the meantime, vote for Amanda Stoker because she's good for comedy, but don't listen to a word she says. Tim Ferguson's right of reply to a question nobody asked. Don't expect too much. I once mentioned that public transport should be free. A lot of people jumped on me. Oh, what do you mean free? There's no such thing as free. Well, there is, of course, air, shoes, McDonald's. (laughs) Everywhere you go, there's free stuff. People always are asking what religion are cats. It's quite clear they're autotheists. They're definitely autotheists because try telling them. They won't be told. They will not be told. That's Bunga Bunga 51. Just get under the house. Yeah, get under the house and wait. We love you, Australia. Keep doing what you're doing because in the future, we'll be able to look back and have a good old laugh. He's been Tim Ferguson, hiding in the wardrobe. And he's coming out of the wardrobe as, wait it, it's Maynard. See you soon on Bunga Bunga, or as we like to say, Bunga Bunga. Bunga. When I'm around, we're thinking. He locked up the barnyard with the greatest of care Went out in the hen house, something did stir When he hollered, who's that? This is what he heard There ain't nobody here but us chickens There ain't nobody here at all So quiet yourself and stop that fuss There ain't nobody here but us We're chickens trying to sleep and you bust in And hobble, 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 hobble with your chin There ain't nobody here but us chickens There ain't nobody here at all Stomping around and shaking the ground You're kicking up an awful fuss We're chickens trying to sleep And you bust in And hobble, 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 hobble It's a sin Tomorrow is a busy day We got things to do Makes to lay Ground to dig and worms to scratch It takes a lot of setting Getting chicks to hatch There ain't nobody here but us chickens There ain't nobody here at all So quiet yourself and stop that fuss There ain't nobody here but us We're chickens trying to sleep And you 
on because you will need them on maynard.com.au au Brighton and Hume everything digital <laughs>